Cecilia. Um, okay, so I was just going to speak for seven to ten minutes, <laughs> um, just to, I guess, <clears throat> give us a few things to think about um, in terms of the vision, the mission, and the values of RAF. I realise I didn't properly introduce myself before, but um, my name's Ellie Harrison. I'm, I'm an artist. Um, I have received a research grant from Grace One, which I should probably acknowledge, um, this year, which is funding me to work in the city and to develop lots of different projects and activities. RAF is, of course, one of those. Um, I'm also an activist, and for the last seven years. One of the um, big projects I've been working on is the Bring Back British Rail campaign. I've got my t-shirt on today, but it's um, campaigning for the public ownership of the railways. And it's, 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 it's mainly online. There's a huge network on Facebook. Um, but I try to do as many actions in the real world as possible. So there will be an action at Glasgow Central Station on the 16th of August, if anybody wants to come. Um, so, yeah, I guess one of my catchphrases as an artist, um, and also something um, that I pass on to my students, I suppose, is this idea that you need to learn to play the system as much as you learn to fight it. So RAF, in its crudest sense, is about making money. But if that was all we cared about, there would be much easier ways of doing it. We could be investing in the arms industry, <laughs> we could be investing in oil, we could be investing in all sorts of things. Um, but we instead are choosing to invest in renewable energy because it has other <coughs> intrinsic goods. So the other intrinsic goods are obviously that it is, helps to reduce carbon emissions, but more importantly, reduce our dependency on fossil fuels. But then, of course, it's about what we want to do with this money. Um, and it's about using the money to fund radical art activist projects. The sort of politics, dissent or non-conformism, that essential resistance, which is marginalised by other funding streams in the arts and also elsewhere, particularly as we become increasingly dependent on corporate sponsorship or on the philanthropy of wealthy individuals. So it's because of RAF's model, and that is um, that it intends to use the production of one sort of energy, of one sort of renewable energy, to support the generation of another sort of energy, one that provokes some challenges, it's because of this model that I think RAF is able to demonstrate an integral understanding of the interconnectedness of social, environmental and economic justice. And it also has a belief in the need 
for creative action and resistance to help inspire and initiate a shift towards achieving a more just uh, world. So one of the questions I think we'll need to think about today um, is how we balance our global and local responsibilities, how the project um, balances things as it, as it moves forward. So RAF <coughs> is a very ambitious project, and as Georgie said, it is a challenging time to be starting out on a renewable energy project. But I believe it's also a really urgent project for so many reasons. Firstly, because of the uh, rising greenhouse gas emissions and rising global temperatures. And I'm sure a lot of you saw the June data about June was showing that June was the, the hottest June on record. It's actually the 14th consecutive hottest month um, that we had. But also because of cuts to subsidies for renewable energy that we had last November, the, the, the cuts to the feeding tariff rates, it's because of those things that RAF becomes ever more urgent and necessary. <coughs> but it's also because of rising inequalities. It's because of cuts to public funding for the arts. It's because of cuts to public services in general that the RAF project becomes ever more urgent and necessary, not only because it can fill the gaps in the interim before we get to that more just society, but far more importantly because it can fund activity which will actually challenge austerity policies in the future. Um, so the challenge is that... Um, yeah, I think the challenges that, that society faces are so huge that we need to go into this project with a view that it will grow and expand and that we will use um, some of the money that we, that we generate to invest in more renewable energy so that RAF can continue to grow. Um, so it's my dream that in 50 years' time, not only is RAF still going, but that RAF is one of the biggest investors in renewable energy in the UK, um, and that it can play a significant role in shifting towards the green economy, which is so urgently needed, but unlike those big players, so Scottish Power, which isn't Scottish at all, it's owned by um, Iberdrola of, uh, of Spain, which owned the biggest uh, wind farm uh, just south of Glasgow, unlike those big players, we will be redistributing that wealth to fund the sort of creative activity um, which we hope will create the sort of world which we want to live in. So I just want to finish up by kind of focusing in on this word radical, um, which is obviously in the title of the, the project. And anybody who listened to the RAF debate, which we had at Beaconsfield last November, um, there was a 
a small discussion about, about what this um, actually means and how it can be interpreted. But if you're going to use this word radical um, in the name of your uh, venture, then I really feel you need to try to embody it in <coughs> every aspect of what you do. Um, and this question which Mika from Platform in London raised at the debate in terms of I think we need to be asking us, ourselves this throughout the weekend, how we build in the future as well as dismantling the past. So, I believe that RAF is already radical in its central proposition to use the proceeds from renewable energy to fund creative action, because this is a departure from the mainstream funding systems um, that that we all know about public funding or uh, private trusts which distribute private wealth. But we need to ask ourselves um, how every other aspect of RAF can and should be radical. So how is our governance structure radically different from traditional funding streams? And I know that this is something that um, EDGE have really, RedgeFund have really developed. We also need to ask ourselves how will our approach to developing a community energy project, well it will have to be innovative and radically different from what's been in the past because of the new subsidy, the climate subsidies that we're going into. And some of the proposals laid out in the business cases in the report um, talk about us building strong relationships with local communities, so using um, local grids or selling energy directly to a partner. If that is a school, for example, I'm really interested in how our activity feeds back into education within that school. Um, and how will RAF be radical in the ways in which funding is all and awarded? This is again something that EDGE have really um, developed and something that I'm sure Alison will give more of an insight into. It was one of the things that in the short trailer which was made for the Kickstarter campaign, RAF was pitched as being radically different in that it would be very simple for people to apply for that it, because it wouldn't have to answer to the, to, 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 the, to, to the state in the same way that public funding does, that it would um, not require so much bureaucracy. It would be interesting to hear your thoughts on this. Um, um, but how will it be radical in the decision-making process in terms of how you award grants? And I know that's something that EDGE have really developed in their member led model. But finally and most importantly, how will we be radical in the work that we choose to fund? And we'll have a session later on which <coughs> bring their views about what constitutes a, a radical art or activist project. But for me, it has to be 
the antithesis of the elitist art world. Um, it has to be work which is free and accessible to everybody. It has to be work which happens that doesn't happen behind closed doors in places like this. Work that happens in public spaces, that happens... This is public space. Yeah. You, you paid for it. But that happens, that happens out in the realm of, 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 of everyday life. Um, and so that's... <laughs> that is kind of everything that I've been thinking about over the last six months as I've been putting, putting together plans for this symposium. So I thought it would be good to sort of throw it all out at the beginning to give us plenty to think about.